I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm Sarah Keyworth. And I'm Mickey Elferman. And this is Thank Fuck For That, a podcast in which we hear stories from our guests about the moments in their lives that might have changed everything. Whether they are huge near misses or small, seemingly insignificant choices, we all have stories that we look back on and wonder, what if? Our guests will bring us their best thank fuck for that moment so we can delight in how different their lives could have been. Hello! Oh, hello there! How are you? (laughs) Great, how are you? Oh, thriving. Absolutely thriving. Oh my god. Now, as you say that, I, (laughs) I I, I have a ticket shoebox at home and I was doing some crying and <laughs> i on the tissue box it says thrive <gasps> no and i just thought like why like you're either sick or you're crying <laughs> that is why? somebody with a really good sense of humor though <laughs> or you're wanking you could have been wanking i don't wank with tissues i you know and you're th- i do it with my hands <laughs> <laughs> you don't how do you come <laughs> How do you get? How do you get off? How do you catch it? Yeah, <laughs> you got to catch it and display it. Good. I'm sorry, Lucas. We always want to make sure that we get um, some kind of vagina, some in kind early. of cum joke up top. Some kind of cum joke. I saw a, a guy on the way here with a t-shirt that said, "I came on Eileen." Oh I my mean, god, that is such an old t-shirt. He was displaying that. Yeah. I had that. I bought that t-shirt ten years ago. <laughs> I actually think um, I went on a school trip. We came on a school trip to London. So I must have been in sixth form. I I came all over the school trip. (laughs) That's how I got expelled. Um, Went on a school trip to London when I was in sixth form. Mm -hmm. We went to Camden Market. And I think there was a, I came on Eileen t-shirt and I almost bought it because that's the kind of sense of humor I had and still have. That's what this guy had. Yeah. I sold my t-shirt to him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, I. I mean, I think I think you can thrive and cry. Sometimes I love a good cry. I crive. A crive. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I suppose you are usually crying, though, aren't you? If you're having or sick. 
It just feels like it's making fun of you. Yeah, it is. You're and like, I think it's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and I think it's like, thrive. Have you thought about thriving? <laughs> yeah. Though last year I um, was in an Uber and I didn't have a tissue and I was crying quite a lot. And yeah, nice. I, uh, I had to blow my nose on my face mask. Oh, I thought you were oh. going to be like, on my I came on Eileen t-shirt. On <laughs> my I came on Eileen t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> on your face mask. Yeah, that, is, face that mask. is not good, I, is it? I had a face mask on and, oh. I, and it was it was just getting completely destroyed. And I thought, you know what? In for a penny. I, I didn't wear it for the rest of the journey. <laughs> I, I took it off after that. I didn't then sit there with the face mask on my yeah, face. Yeah, thank God. That's disgusting. Yeah, but it was a low point, I think. Yeah, that sounds like a low point. Yeah, and the face mask said thrive on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of thriving. Go on. I went on a sleeper train. That's my big news. Yeah. I went you were in Edinburgh? I went to Edinburgh for the weekend to do some gigs. I decided I wanted to come back on the Sunday night. And I saw that the sleeper train was available. So I booked myself a bougie ticket. I'm so intrigued because I have seen it. Yeah. And I... I wanna, I wanna hear what it's like. The whole of Sunday, I felt like it was Christmas Eve. Yeah, I've never been more excited for a journey in my life. Mm -hmm. um, it was, it left Edinburgh at half eleven, and I was doing two gigs, so my last gig ended at like ten forty-five. So I took myself over to the station. God, that's so fun! So, go, exciting. and then you're going home, and you're going to bed, oh. and you're going to wake up in a in a different city. And I was just so, and I got one, I got a room. I didn't just get. How long the, is it? Uh, seven hours. Oh, so it's longer than normal as well. Longer than normal, but I guess you kind of want that because you want you don't want to. It would be annoying if you arrived at like five in the five a.m. Yeah. yeah, it's better that it's like a slower train so that you can have a night's sleep. Yeah, and so it can like lull you to sleep. Yes, I, I'm picturing an old timey steam train <laughs> moving incredibly slowly. <laughs> so I'm gonna stop you right there. Oh, um, that's what I thought. Uh -huh. But it turns out it is still moving pretty fast okay. and you are being rocked about okay. so much that it was not the nicest night's sleep I've ever had. Come on. It was cosy. The room was super cosy. Um, it's, it's not like when you're in the back of the car, it's late at night. Yeah. And then your dad like carries you out of the car. It was not like that. Okay. But I don't know whether I was too excited to sleep. And so maybe that, like if I'd been more tired or like slightly more calm or something... I think maybe if I'd just fallen asleep more quickly. Yeah, you had a lot of right. adrenaline from the game. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was just giddy with the experience. Um, and oh. so <laughs> I got to a point where I was like, oh God, this could have been a terrible mistake because there was a point where I thought I'm not going to sleep at all. Mm -hmm. And so in a preemptive attempt to not get a five hour train, get off the train incredibly grumpy and be miserable for the rest of the day because I had stuff I needed to do the next day. I, I might have just robbed myself of an entire night's sleep. Yes. But I did I did actually sleep in the end and it was was great fun. I did have a good time. Yes. I recommend it as oh, an I experience. Thought this was gonna go like a No, I don't I'd say lower your expectations when you do it, where you're like, Oh, it's not going to be like uh, How much more expensive smooth, is this train? Oh, it's quite expensive. Yeah, that's the problem. Why is it so expensive? I think because the people who need it need it, right? Like you're not oh, like capitalism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got it. Like if you're I'm commuting, like, you if you're commuting overnight, you don't really, you're like, I have to do the sleeper train. Like, or if you're like. Or the bus. Or the big bus, yeah. The mega. 
But then I guess you you have to presumably you can put significantly fewer people on a sleeper train than you can on a normal train because mm. it's all bedrooms. But then there are seated bits where you sit like you're on a normal train, but the seats recline mm-hmm. like an airplane. Um, but don't recline your seat in an airplane. Don't recline your seat in an airplane. Don't do it. I think they recline more than an airplane, but like this, they're, they're like airplane seats. Yeah. Have you ever been on an airplane and then someone's like, it's like the middle of the day and <laughs> someone's like, you know what? <laughs> this is my time. Yeah. And they go all the way back. Like it's ridiculous. I was once on a long haul flight to yes. Australia. Uh, there was a woman in That's front long. of me and reclined the seats immediately. The two seats in front of us reclined them immediately. And I looked through the gap just to see what was going on the smallest child i've ever seen in this seat to the point where like their feet weren't actually going over the edge of the seat regardless they would have been able to just and she had inflated a footrest for this child as well this child it didn't was not necessary in in any way but like that would have been enough but also there were were two children and they could have just laid down next to each other on the seats and i peeked through just because i was like this is madness so i looked through and this woman turned around to me and she went my children need to go to sleep and then I sat for three hours watching through the gap as these two children reclined watching television. Yes, of course. And I almost killed them all. Yeah. I yeah, almost yeah, yeah, killed yeah. several people. Yeah. On, I was furious. And you would have been exonerated. And the same flight, there was my partner at the time, me in the window and middle seat, and then a man that we didn't know on the aisle seat. Mm-hmm. And we were getting up at the same time to go to the toilet to make it least inconvenient for him. I think we went once and then maybe an hour later we went again. And he turned around and went, how many times are you going to go to the toilet? (laughs) And I was like, as many times as I want to. Is that what you said? Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Because I was like, I'm not doing a fucking eight hour flight thinking I'm not allowed to go to the toilet because of this prick. Yeah. I would have... have, uh been intimidated and gotten a uti i was like <laughs> i was like up to boiling point that's amazing about I, all of these that's, people that's good that's I, good I was because going to lose i've been my on shit. some flights where i'm like should i say something and i never do i always say something i'm, ah. I'm completely out of God, control i need some of this energy comp- i need some of your energy sarah because like the the one time I, when i went to australia and i was sat next to a guy who was a sheep shearer from New Zealand and he spent the entire time showing me sheep shearing videos no. <laughs> on, on his phone. Mickey Mouse. Yes, on his phone. He spent the entire trip showing me sheep shearing and like it was like and he went into a lot of detail. He wanted about, to see how long you'd take it for. I, I think. don't know what kind of prank this was but he went into a lot of detail. Also, it was like a long time ago so the videos were not good quality. <laughs> And great. it was a lot sheep. of like him. And you he was can't like, even tell it's a sheep. Just... He was like, and then you lift up the sheep and then you go the balls. And it was just like, it was so detailed. That man like, is too into his job, it was, isn't he? He was so, that was on his though. day off. To, to be honest, <laughs> he was very into the job. Yeah. Okay. Because he'd just been to England to do some sheep sharing in Scotland. Oh, he wanted he'd to. He'd been to England to go to Scotland. Yeah. He'd just been to the UK to go and do some sheep sharing in Scotland because he was actually a bit of an expert. International sheep shearer. Yeah. And he was doing what I can only describe as a TED talk for me. Well, I think you're you're lucky <laughs> to have somebody <laughs> I had an with that expertise. Listen, it was so long. It sounds real long. It was really long. And you didn't say anything. You didn't assert yourself in any way. You just listened and watched. I was 20 years old. Oh, a man Mickey. was speaking. Oh, Mickey, Mickey. <laughs> what am I going to do? 
a man was speaking, not just a man, an expert. I am so irate. I'm always so irate. I will, I will, I will say something every single time. We went to a party. Like, what would you have said to this man? I had said, I'm going to put my headphones in. I really appreciate your sheep shearing videos, but I'm going to go and put my headphones in and not talk to you for a bit. Well, I don't know any of those words. <laughs> I've never so heard of that. <laughs> I went to a party with Louisa like last year or, or like the year before. And there was a woman there who, it was a friend, uh, Louisa's friend. And then there was a woman there who was friends with them. And I hated her. Mm. I hated her so much. Ooh. She was really obnoxious, really rude. Um, the person whose party it was had made a load of food and they'd made it all gluten-free because Louisa was coming. It was really, really nice. And somebody mentioned this at the party and this woman was like, she was like, oh, I hate gluten-free food. It always tastes like sand. My friend's a celiac and I, uh, one time, just as a joke, I just shoved a load of gluten in my mouth. And I was like, that's a really fucking irresponsible thing to do. And I said that to her and Louisa kind of put her hand on my leg and uh, was like, calm down. And I was like, you're, you're, I love this. Yeah. And I was like, I love this. It's just like, Louisa and I was, going, oh, Sarah's yeah. going to kick off. And I was like, fearing, furious at her. And I was like, why are you being so rude about the food here? Why are you being rude about celiacs? Why are you being, like, why are you being so dismissive about this? this is so, why are you like this? And I was so and angry. Louisa put her hand on your mouth. She put her hand on my mouth. <laughs> and we left the party and I was like, ranting about how much I hated this woman. And, um, and then recently, that friend whose party it was came over to our flat and this person got brought up and she was like oh my god Sarah she really fancied you <laughs> and I was like what <laughs> I was like I hated her oh that I hated her she has so much and, I was, and she was like yeah that's just kind of how she flirts and I was like uh, I, I, I can't she she has some issues yeah, yeah. I was like I, I cannot I can't fathom that entire situation I cannot fathom that either. yeah it really reframed because I've, the whole I've night. seen you angry and I don't know how that's attractive. It's not sexy. <laughs> it's not sexy at all. Yeah. You're like actually angry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Furious. <laughs> and I'm quite stern. Yeah. Turns out she was into it. So I got her number now. Yeah, not a big deal. I'm going to call her. Yeah. And be like, you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. You're welcome. She's going to come on the spot. On the spot. <laughs> all over the phone. Yeah. Now that we've bookended this um, this preamble with Cam, yes. should we get a guest in? We should. <laughs> Our next guest is Jess Foster Q, yes. fantastic comedian, incredible talent, <laughs> podcaster, actor, writer, powerlifter. Powerlifter. Is there anything she, she cannot do? She can do everything. She can do everything. Yeah. She's wonderful. I hope she powerlifts me. In this podcast. In this podcast. Okay, throws well, we'll me over see. her shoulder, spins me on her finger. Great. Let's that go. a bit sexual. Let's get her in. Let's get her in. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hi, it's me, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening to Thank Fuck For That. If you're enjoying the podcast, please sign up to our Patreon to support us. We need some help 
making it. We're doing it all by ourselves. So please sign up, even if it's just £3 a month, that would make the world of difference. Thanks so much. Here's the episode. Jess Fosicu. Yeah. Hiya. Thank you so much for coming hey, in. thanks for having me. What a great... Um, podcast idea thank you really lovely thanks so much That's, nobody's ever said that before oh, including I've me enjoyed, like, yeah. <laughs> people come in they pick holes in the premise they what? go oh everything's a sliding door yeah, moment. That is true. but you oh. you've come in here with compliments well, that's a different podcast called but- butterfly effect yeah, <laughs> yeah. boring boring no. it's so pick silly one yes exactly yeah. pretend it's science and also we're not we're not experts. We don't know anything. No. We're just trying to have a laugh. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah. How are you? Yeah. Good, thanks. Good. I'm all right. Yeah. Yeah. I love um, your t-shirt. Oh, thanks It so says much. Taco Bell. Yeah. I am. Um, so I've got fond childhood memories of visiting an uncle in America and having a Taco Bell when I was nine. Right. And blowing my little English bumpkin mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'd never had anything so delicious in the world. I thought it was high-end Sweet, sweet, great stuff. And and then it didn't exist in the UK for a long, long time. And um, I was aware there was one or two in London, but I hadn't loved it so hard that I needed to do a pilgrimage. If this is why you moved to London, it is my favourite story. (laughs) If only. Always chasing the taco bell. And so, long story short, one opened at the end of my road pretty much like about less than what? 10 minutes walk from my house after a lengthy campaign <laughs> yeah <laughs> underneath the travelodge i think that often happens i think they might have a little bit of a deal going with travelodge <laughs> swanky. And, swanky and um i was so excited about it i talked about it so much i infuriated my family um to the extent that my girlfriend went to New York for work and found this t-shirt and bought it for me oh, that's joke. really nice um, but then also the other thing that was torturing me was that that particular Taco Bell took like a year and a half to open I don't know what was going on there but uh, bit stop starty on the old interior design oh but you knew work. it was coming oh if it had gone fast after all that tan- it yeah, had been there kind of really nearly ready to bad. open for so long oh a dangling bell but when it did open <laughs> week it opened we went on a date there I wore my t-shirt yes um, wait you wore your t-shirt I wore my t-shirt I've since it. worn it to other very high quality independent Mexican restaurants. <laughs> oh my God. Do they pair oh in comparison? And that's yes. how she's banned yeah, from every Mexican in town. <laughs> yeah. But we, what we loved most about the date to Taco Bell was it was the first time we've ever as a couple been out for dinner and not even taken our coats off. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> sit there in your coats. Yeah, that's amazing. That's, See, yeah. Patrick and I, Patrick, my boyfriend, mm. we love uh, we love Pizza Express. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you we do. love it. In and like you know a, what? In like you're a weird gonna, way. No, you're not going to convince me that there's a better restaurant. This one has an app. <laughs> <laughs> this one has an app. And you, can, you can like uh, earn pizza points. They reward become, your loyalty. Yeah, and then yeah. you become a bronze member, silver member. Patrick's two pieces away from a gold membership. What the flip? I <laughs> yeah, didn't yeah, know yeah. that. I didn't know exciting. that was a thing. It's very exciting. Oh, and then he becomes the pizza king. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a coronation There's coming a special up. Coronation it's for that. very exciting. Does yeah. Taco Bell have an app? I'm not going to say no, but I haven't looked into it. Here's okay. hoping. Oh, I bet I'm going to make us. a little note to have a look after the show. Oh, thank you so much. Yes. Okay, great. If it does, I want in. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So this is a podcast about life-changing moments. Yeah. Do you consider yourself a big dweller? Do you dwell Ooh. on the things that could have or did change your life? 
I've got a few things that I think about relatively often. I mean, I revisit trauma quite often. <laughs> yeah. Yes. And I do some kind of like, I, I do like tra- I trauma forward sometimes. Do you ever get that? Ooh. Um, so I'll do a thing where, and I've done this ever since I was a kid where this is so bleak, but I will... I will fully start to like imagine, it's often like if I'm driving or something, but I will imagine that someone I really love has died and I will like properly begin to grieve, like big heaving, crying. Even I do this. In real life, they're absolutely fine. Yeah, mm. I do this. Yeah. And then I start crying. Yeah. And then I'm like, where, where have what I been doing? Where You've have, done this. <laughs> where have I gone? <laughs> You've created this narrative. You inevitably them. will have to cope with that. I think yeah. it's like a, I don't want to go in unpracticed. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's your body doing that. I've had quite a few recurring dreams recently that my girlfriend Louisa leaves me for someone else. Right. And last night I dreamt it and I made a full plan of what I would do. Right. In your dream? Yeah. And or I, afterwards when you woke up? No, in the dream. Right, and I woke right. up in, this morning and I told Louisa about it and I was like, but it's kind of okay this time because I think I'd know what I would how I would cope. And she was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. Why are you saying all this to me? I was like, I think I'd just like concentrate on myself and my health and I'd go to the gym with Ruby a lot. Like, I think it would free up a lot of time. And she was like, you need to stop. Yeah. Just stop saying these things to me. Yeah, yeah, I was like, that sounds, sounds good. <laughs> yeah, now that I think about it. So yeah, that's, that's very relatable content. Yeah. Do, yeah. do you have one that you imagine the most? Who are you mm. killing off the most? Oh... Oh, I'm in a parent. <laughs> that's awful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't quite let myself go there with my son. I think that's been oh, too good. much even yeah, for yeah, my yeah. imagination. Oh, how um, kind of you. Yeah. <laughs> really how gentle. Uh, I, do I wouldn't do that even to myself <laughs> in an imaginary way. Um, and I do, um, I do, I think the, probably the most recurring one is um, if I'm driving, I quite often sort of see accidents everywhere, <laughs> even mm. though they're not going to happen in but I think that's like, that's made me a very cautious driver. Ooh. It's quite gung-ho. Yeah. I'm driver and now I'm like, no, careful, no, oh, careful. And like on a bike, if I cycle anywhere, I audibly do that. Like even if I'm on a five <laughs> minute cycle, a minimum of five times, I'll shout out loud. Please don't kill me. <laughs> don't kill me. Don't kill me. And I think so we should. Handicapped. I don't even turn right. I don't put my hand out to turn right. I get off the bike and cross the road as a pedestrian. Oh, that's really yeah, sweet. I basically become a little bit scared. As a road user, I think, <laughs> I think that's. What I think we should mic you up when that. you're cycling. We yeah. should get a little camera and a little mic, yeah, that and then we go. can hear that your like in, your your narrative as you're. Yeah, yeah. Not ready yet. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Mm. Very wow. good. Amazing. Have Do you, you ever? Oh yeah. No, you, you go. go. No, you go. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you. <laughs> um, do you have a big near miss experience? Yeah, I mean, I don't think I've ever had a near death experience that I knew about. <laughs> oh, I do wonder in the world. Do yeah. you know that? Where you're like, I've got to have been a few. Thinking about oh, this. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, top. you were in your head, but yeah. actually. And I think, you know, in my mind, there are a few. Oh, it's really hard to choose. I could either do a PE one or a bus stop one. I, I feel like the listeners should know that Jess has brought notes. Yeah. Yeah. Really and detailed. An and that it's neat. And no, that it's, nerd. no, I love it so much. Okay. I love it so much. Some idiots come in here and they don't know what they're doing. Oh. It's yeah, really yeah, nice yeah, yeah. to have somebody sorted. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. It's refreshing, really. actually. Okay, no, great. I absolutely love it. Go ahead. Okay. I want their names, I think we'll but... I think we'll do PE one because I think yeah. there's a bit of, like, drama to it. But, Ooh. like, um, so I really love weightlifting. I have done for a bit, but... um, I joined a new gym in the summer of the first lockdown because it was at the end of my road. Next to the Taco Bell. Yeah. <laughs> Horrible place for a gym. Isn't uh, it? It's smelly. Anything. Or if anything, 
inspirational. Inspirational. Yeah, in sense. <laughs> you know what you're um, working for. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I um, I right. So what happened was I had previously to this joining this gym done lots of powerlifting. So I had one weightlifting belt which was like really big chunky it's almost like an inch thick this thing and it's got like a big metal clip on it it's quite like industrial um and it was gifted to me by like a strongman powerlifter or like the bit there's a bit that goes under it it's like full kit and this gym was like it's a crossfit gym and i'd openly be bullied for this belt fine but i just hadn't got to the point where i was prepared to spend money on a new much thinner one that crossfit is used because on and off thought, hey you would be bullied for it not, you know, in a joshing way. Oh, in a, <laughs> in like a, a banterous oh, gym God, way. So that's one hell of a belt. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, oh, crumbs. Isn't Look that the girth on that belt? That kind of yeah. yeah. And you go. But also, <laughs> it was a silly belt. Yeah. Like that's not quite what you'd use in that sport. Right, like right, I'd taken right, the right, belt right. from one sport to another sport. It's relevant. Um, <laughs> and then um, this is entirely my fault. Just to so that nobody thinks I should be suing my gym. Um, I had never really learned because I'd only ever squatted. That's where the barbell's like on your back and you basically sort of with your chest up, you sit down with the weight on your back and then you stand back up again. And you, as long as your knees go below parallel, that's it. You've done the squats, right? And so I'd only ever squatted really heavy with a trainer up until this point. And so if you don't, if you need to bail, they basically take it off your back for you. I'd never, ever learned how to fail myself. Um, and um, oh, you can see where this is going. So, um, <laughs> We're at this so point, tense the most so I'd ever squatted, right, was like 120 kilograms. But that had been after quite a rogue personal trainer in my past had given me a very strong pre-workout, which had basically made me off my tits for a good 12 hours. Mm. Um, and with two people spotting me. So that was, I, I was working off those percentages. So we then were maxing out in the context of this new gym. We just maxed out two other lifts. So I was tired and I was like a bit distracted. Then my son and his dad walked past the gym as we we're warming up to test our one rep max back squat. So in the middle of the warm up, I go outside for like 10 minutes to talk to my family. They walk on and I come back. And obviously at that point, everybody's already testing much higher numbers because they've just had 10 more minutes of warming up. And I was like, right, okay, I better jump up a bit. So I put 110 kilograms on oh, my bar, which no. I now know in retrospect is an arrogant leap up <laughs> what had been 100 or something on there before. Um, and um, oh. with my head completely not in it, really, you need to be so focused. I think one of the things I love about weightlifting is it forces you to be incredibly grounded and present in your body. It's like the opposite of long distance running or swimming, all those things where you're meant to sort of lose your essence of space and time with what I love doing. It's because it centers you and you have to be focused. You're not going to make the lift and this your head is entirely and confident as well. And, and I knew as I was walking the barbell back from the rack that this was a silly, I just don't know why I did it. Um, and here's the kind of near miss bit. So I do the negative. I get down. I, as I'm going down, I'm going down with such weird caution that I know I'm not going to make it. For a lift like that to work, you need to go down at least to the second half of the of the de of the decline needs to be with a bit of speed because you use the bounce back out mm. of the bottom of your squat to come back up. So I knew at the bottom of it that I was stuck. I'd never, ever learned how to bail properly. You're meant to let go of the bar and like squeeze your shoulders back and tip your knees forward so that you fall forward and the bar falls back. I let go of the bar oh God. with 110 kilograms on it and I didn't push it back or myself forward. So it went straight down and it got caught on this chunky ass belt oh, no! and bent my back back. 
So my back was arched back round. And I think in that exact moment, I had a choice of ankle or back. Like, what do I sacrifice? And I went ankle. Yeah, Yeah, of course. Good choice. And um, yeah, I I badly, badly sprained my ankle, but I didn't break my back. Yes, that's probably the best case scenario there. Yeah. And that felt like, I think, a really massive near miss. Oh, my God. Yeah. But it's not like... I was so stressful reliving that with you. Did everyone stand over you like, it is a really silly belt? Yeah. (laughs) It is a silly belt, that. (laughs) That's when they bullied you the most. I've never... I gave the belt away. I will never wear that belt again for any list. No, that is... Also, it isn't... Yeah, it wasn't the right fit. I now know I've got about... It's meant to be painfully tight, basically, a belt. Otherwise, it's not really doing anything. Mm. And there were just so many things wrong about it. I mean, the payoff is... I I didn't break my ankle, which is amazing. Because that could take years to get better. But there have been all these... like I don't know. Did it land on your ankle then? No, it was that I had to like twist to Use get out the weight from underneath of it. Which again, like if that weight had landed with any Aww. force on my Achilles, that would have made me fucked. Mm. There are so many ways. Which, and now, I mean, my, my I'm obsessed with PE. Like that it is my, it brings me so much joy. It brings me so many ways of achievement in terms of like the things in my life. that mm-hmm. And that what it, I think I'm 100% in terms of mental health addicted to it. <laughs> it's an, It's at the moment something I would be so miserable if I wasn't able to do. Yeah. Like I did a Tough Mudder last weekend and I just hobbled around it like a nana because I didn't want to hurt myself so that I could carry on just with my normal PE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. And that's not really the spirit of things. <laughs> no, I've got you're supposed to throw yourself No, I really. like it. And mm. so now I'm like, yeah, like I, you know, you know, all the other people that did the Tough Mother are covering bruises and I'm like, yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. I'm taking care of myself. Yeah. But you do kind of need a humbling experience mm-hmm. in those kind of gym environments when you're dealing with that much yeah. weight. It's when you like hear about these guys at the gym who've done themselves serious in- oh, injuries because they think, yeah, I can fucking do that. And oh, the more success you have. to watch people yeah. go beyond their, mm. oh God, go heavy before they know what they're doing. Like yeah, it is a bit of like, you have to have like a tiny ego death. Yeah. Yes, mm. an ego death is a lovely way of putting it. Before yeah. being able to do it properly. Also, this is so boring, but one thing I really, I really, I don't think enough personal trainers or gyms coach their clients in how to bail safely on their own. It's not boring. That's what this podcast is all about. Oh, yeah, thanks. Like that. That's exactly. It's serious health and safety. Okay, leave it with us. We'll put that right. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, um, Write that daddy, one down daddy, in the show notes. Write down the address and yeah. we'll go down there. Daddy, <laughs> we do a second half of this podcast where we solve people's problems. We pick it line outside. Yeah, I feel like I've done a really boring gym story because my other one was like, I was at a bus stop once. So I do it quickly. Do it. Absolutely. I was at a yeah, bus yeah. stop once. It's nighttime. And I was, again, cocky 20s, probably heavily drunk um what kind of belt then, did you have on <laughs> <laughs> no belt trousers around my knees oh my yeah God. ready to okay find yeah this is the kind of story Anytime. i want now we're cooking <laughs> and then um, a man is at the bus stop with me gets to the bus stop with me chit-chatting genuinely i think about the weather something's not 100 right about him yeah. um he thinks it's raining it's not i live nearby He's asking, he was like, God, it's weird, it's this quiet at the bus stop, isn't it? And I was like, mm, feeling increasingly less mm, comfortable. Very unsafe. Um, and he was like, have you seen, and he was looking, he was looking around a lot. Oh. I don't think he was particularly interested in me, but he was very aware that I was there. Anyway, and uh, 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 a policeman walks in a way you'd barely have noticed him there, round a corner, um, and says, hello, mate. 
to the bloke as he passes in the most casual way. And the man goes, all right, like that. And then in a move, I have never seen anything like it. He, the policeman managed to like take the man's leg out, reach <gasps> down behind him and pulled a fucking machete out the back, man's back pocket. What? You're and joking. The, he basically had a tip off from that man's wife that he'd gone out to kill to to revenge kill two teenagers who had robbed him of his phone. What? But he'd gone out with a knife and he was off his face and his wife had phoned the police gone on because she'd rather that he gets found now with a knife than get caught later having done Murdered the killings. Murdered two teenagers? Yeah. What a good wife. I know, but I was like, oh, I've just been stood at the bus stop for 10 minutes with a man with a big machete in his Yeah, pocket. that's terrifying. Yeah. Oh my God. And also ninja police. It's like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen a police person do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that yeah, is yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. Pew, pew. That was the bit with the knife. I like to think he threw you the machete. Went, hold this. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing Ooh. he did. Really go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he managed to. He also did the thing where he managed to like cuff the man, whilst chop the knife behind him, and have his foot on the knife. <gasps> oh god, the man was like a sort of. In like case ninja. you grabbed it, he's like half police, half ninja, half daddy long leg. <laughs> That's like it's like when you see like police officers in a in a in a in a film. Yeah. And you're like, they're not like that, I've seen them. But they are. Oh, this guy yeah. on Lee this High guy. Road was, yeah. Oh my god. I like to think that he uh had an offer of like, oh, should we all go? Like they were down the station and he was like, Should you want us to go with you? And he was like, ah, I'm fine. I got it. I yeah. got it. He's got Batman on this. I've been doing some gymnastics classes. Yeah. And I really want to test out a particular move. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really it's good. that, isn't it? I've got some choreography to try. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it's one to one amazing. Yeah. Sorry, that's, I'm so that's that's crazy. Nothing do, like that's ever happened to me. Do you think about that a lot? Does it sort of cross your mind? Just I like, hadn't thought about it for years until thinking about this podcast. Mm. That's why I love things like doing this. Yeah. It's Ferrets a wild up story. an ancient memory like that. Because you were arrogant and in your twenties, yeah. did you appreciate at the time how much danger you were in? Yeah. You did? Well, afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. You had a little think <laughs> about it. when you saw the giant machine. But it didn't stop me. Um, well, I still wouldn't. I think I generally, I don't feel unsafe walking around at night. I no. don't mm. think that's ever been. But now I look back and go, well, sometimes you probably weren't safe. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't. I've I think the machete is in a permanent state of high alert out and about. Mm. You know. You don't live that way even at night? No. Really? But you know Were you what? by yourself? Yeah. I've often worked, often, I still do work jobs that requires walking home or having a bit of a walk in the night. By yeah, myself. yeah, oh, sure, yeah. Um, <laughs> You're not completely I'm ignorant before, to the danger, though. I don't no, I'm not completely, that's not what I don't think, and I don't think, oh, I could take them. I think there are, I've, I, this may be irrelevant, but like, I've never been someone who particularly gets catcalled or I don't like. <laughs> Even at my youngest and hottest, have never been trawled by men. Right, right, right. Attention-wise. Right. Um, and that's almost like the massive silver lining of not being a classic looker. Because <laughs> <laughs> you don't walk around in a constant state of, get, you know, get off. Yeah. Um, so no, I, do get, I think that's part of it. I do I get that. I, I have the same thing. That's right. like... That's it's just not you know. I get creeps talk to like me, but they'll be really, tiny really and, old and blonde, and yeah, yeah. And you can <laughs> take them. Yeah, yeah. I can, and I can take them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think like I do, I do think like I'm fine at night if I just are on, I'm on the high roads. Mm -hmm. But I do often, th you know, when you're walking somewhere you've never been there before, Google's like determined to send you through a park. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, I hate yeah. that. It's also, Google Maps is designed by the murderers. Right? Yeah, I agree. I don't want my phone out. No. I no. don't. Yeah. That's, I, that's, that makes me feel like on high alert. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, how am I supposed to get there? The, the only way, it mm-hmm. seems, is through this giant park. Yeah, yeah. It's, like a, it's like if Google Maps was like, just heads through the dark wood. Yeah. Past yeah. the the spooky and then if you the take this tunnel, un- yeah, and if you take this underpass, <laughs> yeah, like, how? <laughs> past the, the only abandoned one? train track <laughs> yeah. and the disused factory. But it it drives <laughs> me crazy that Google doesn't have a safe walking option. It should like, have it one. It really yeah. is mad. But again, right? So we need to talk to Daddy Pure Jim, <laughs> and we need to talk to Mrs. Google Maps. <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, yeah, yeah. for sure. Wait, but just... this is a Pure Jim. No. I was just about to say, I feel like you're I'm going to like brilliant. fancy it. I'm just punching up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you go to fancier gyms than pure gym. I'll go to, yeah, an independent, what is it? I don't know. But, yeah, give the address. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and what times do you go there? The <laughs> we want to instill a bit of fear Next in you. Next time talking about opposite the pure gym. People will be able to find this. Yeah. yeah, no problem. I don't think I've ever seen a machete in real life. Sorry, just to go back to that. Yeah, yeah, Soz, yeah. They're big, aren't they? Whoppers. Big yeah. old thing. How did yeah. he have this in his back? Big, like, um, okay. you two are probably too young, but Complete I recognised his, his bum, jeans I think. from my, yeah, I recognised his jeans from my own teens because we had a phase of wearing, they were called like Spiffy X or Keep Off The Grass, like horrendously baggy jeans with basically half pocket down to the, down to the mid leg. Oh yeah. Pockets. Oh, what? Oh. Very baggy jeans. <laughs> Big baggy jeans. <laughs> From but the they're 90s? No? Probably. They were made for machete carrying, weren't yeah. they? <laughs> that's what, that's the, the whole advertising campaign was standing at the bus stop, having to hold your own machete. <laughs> Get spiffy jeans. <laughs> that was the vibe. Yeah. Who needs yeah. bags with pockets like this? Yeah. Mm. Who I, needs sheaths? <laughs> yeah. Sheaths are such a thing of the past. <laughs> but were they when the they ones? <laughs> were they I the ones where you had the chains? They had the chains yeah, on. Yeah, but for a couple yeah. of chains, couple of some chains, of them had a few chains. In the back. Yeah, mm. these people were cool. Really yeah. cool stuff. <laughs> Very cool. Did you say that? Did you say I think you're really cool when he was being arrested? Yeah. No. 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 no I just fancied the policeman. Oh yes. yeah. Yeah, because of the, the ninja skills. Yeah, I would. I yeah. Think. I, I don't think there's any. Yeah, there's any way to like. I think I would have fancied him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's like yeah. I, this is an incredibly attractive act. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Despite despite the fact that you're like, okay, we're not supposed to be like in love with this idea of a big amazing man like rescuing you. Absolutely Sometimes it is nice. Sometimes it's lovely. Well, it also comes down to like, if it turns out the man next to you has got a machete, whoever saves me, it will be nice. Yeah, anyone yeah. is allowed. Anyone, didn't have to be yeah, a big, yeah, big yeah. boy. Anyone, anyone would get a, a boner from me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> would get it. Absolutely, anyone would get a boner from me. Especially as I've got my belt on. So careful. That's the only thing holding my trousers up. <laughs> That's a wonderful story. Two wonderful stories. Thanks. Sorry, I doubled up. I do struggle with choosing. No, it's good. No, um, this colors, the boner is the only thing holding my trousers up. And I think that's, that's just wonderful. Like, thanks, Jess. You're welcome. <laughs> thanks for coming on and saying that to us. <laughs> thanks, me. Thanks for letting me. <laughs> Do you have a, a sliding doors yeah, moment? I do. Um, there's absolutely no science behind this at all, obviously, because it's a sliding doors moment, but I'm 100% sure of a thing. Ooh. So um, 
I, when we, me and my friends were all choosing what universities we were going to apply to, I didn't have a clue. I didn't know what I wanted to study or anything like that. And I now look back with oh, a bunch of, not regrets, but I think I made, the choices I made then did definitely, obviously impact what happened in my life. Um, at A-level, I really loved humanities, like history and English and stuff like that. But um, I was under this weird impression that if I did study one of those at university, that I sort of float around aimlessly for a decade after uni. So I did some law because it was more vocational and applied, but still had a bit of those things in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so once I knew that's what I was going to try, oh, so the irony is, obviously I did a law degree and never used it. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, that was going to happen. Just meant I got pretty high in temping as comedy, but that's literally what it's ever been useful for. Um, it's so, such a pressurised time in a person's oh God, life. It's horrible. And it's also, I mean, no offence to any ultra confident 17 and 18 year olds this thing. But you don't really know who you are then. You say, well, I've, I think I've been through about eight different full personality changes. I think the confident <laughs> ones are the ones that know the least. I mean, yes, full so offence to you, actually. Because <laughs> I'm like, you do look at my... No, not, I was just not looking at you, at you for agreement. I'm not a confident 17-year-old, yeah. no, I don't think. wasn't suggesting that at all. You have the confidence of a 17-year-old. <laughs> 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 at the age of 33. Oh, no, it hurts because it's true. <laughs> But it's awful. It's an awful thing it's to go. Awful. Yeah, you have to make these your destiny now. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. Um. So I think. Yeah. I have. The, so I basically. I um. I grew up in a very small town in Dorset. I knew I wanted to move at least to a big city. Um. I got a, an un- an unconditional offer from um Canterbury. And I went to look at it and was like, I don't want to go here. It was like all on one. Unconditional offer. I know. But then what motivation is that for you to actually try when it comes to the exam? Surely there are conditions to that offer. No. They really, really wanted the money of people filling the course. Oh, that makes sense. But but you could have failed every single subject and still gone to Pantagruel. I have no idea what's happening. So really? Yeah. Occasionally people, I mean, it would happen. It felt quite rare. Based on your predicted grades. Right. Sometimes, or like perhaps some other sh- impressive shit you've done. These days people kind of, they've done extraordinary things by 17, 18. But like sometimes universities can give you an unconditional offer. So that it, yeah. regardless of what your actual grades you've are. And it's a such a wonderful thing. character. Or, yeah, you've achieved something where they go, we just want somebody like you at this university. What? So then yeah. you can fail all your exams and still get that. Yeah, yeah, I presumably they do it. They they only give unconditional offers to people where they're like, but you are obviously the kind of personality where you're going to try your best wow. to do your best. In your um, yeah, that's amazing. And then Canterbury, but there's probably is Canter- that impressive. What, no, ca- okay. oh god, it's so that's <laughs> so that is a dangerous thing. To is it, say. Is it okay, not well, impressive? We can cut that out. It's not nice law, though, isn't it? So, a, so Canterbury is a really pretty place, but like it's a campus university, so it felt like I'd have been going to like um the butlins of learning. Like, it's all in one place. Like, and see. then outside of the university, right, right, it's actually right. quite sleepy, beautiful, but like, ye oldy people, pretty, just like where I've just grown up. Not the place. bright lights, like, not big the, like, city that you were hoping for. Yeah. yeah. But I've, all, like I've only just started to like, I mean, I've been here for almost 10 years, but mm. it's still taken so long for me to understand what the difference is between any of these universities. Like, I get like the Oxbridge thing, obviously, but then there's red brick and I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm so confused. Mm. It's just, yeah, some, some yeah, are... Russell Group, blah, blah, blah. There's yeah, all these like, different like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hierarchy stuff. But I feel yeah. like I get it. Yeah, I feel like I now realize it's absolutely fuck all point in having told you about that Canterbury stuff. It's got nothing to do with my... Oh, yeah, we can cut that out. But it's um, good to brag about that unconditional, it's good to brag isn't it? About that. <laughs> Please do cut that out. Um, 
yeah, basically, I didn't really know where I wanted to go other than that I desperately, really, really wanted to go to Bristol. I thought Bristol was cool. It was like a, a perfectly unfrightening distance away, but mm. really big, massive, buzzing city compared to the village I'd grown up in. It was like a couple of hours away. So it was a big break, but like I could probably get, you know, in an emergency, get home quite easily. Um, I get that, yeah. And, Bristol's and cool. it was a really good university for law. And um, I had, anyway. Um, I cool in it. As sec- well. Yeah, second choice. Um, I just didn't. I didn't want to go to. I didn't even apply to Oxford or Cambridge. I didn't like the vibe. Um, too, I'm too scruffy. Yeah, um, that's why I didn't apply either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's why I didn't bother. Yeah, yeah, vibes yeah, yeah. a bit off there. That's, a bit off. that's what I said. Yeah, vibes off. No, thank yeah. you. I, sa- yeah. I said no Not thanks. Me. <laughs> I'd have been rejected as well, okay. let me clear. As a relief. Um, now knowing what the grades I did get, I don't have very much rejected. <laughs> um, so I'd rejected you from Canterbury. <laughs> and I, look, I didn't, so I didn't know what to put, even a second choice, let alone third, fourth or fifth. So I just copied my friend Sally, who'd applied to LSE. Um, um, London and, School of Economics. Yes, and political mm-hmm. science. Ooh. <laughs> um, uh, and Bristol, and I was predicted better grades than I got. <laughs> And Bristol rejected me outright, and outright. that means even if you got four A's, that's the off- that's the opposite of an unconditional. Yep, you yeah, can't, it's exactly. Even if you got four A's, they would, and you could go. Do you, look, I got be- even better than I was predicted. Yeah. They'd be like, mm, we said no. So, yeah. so were you predicted A's and stuff? I think I was predicted three A's and a B. Yeah, and then I did an AS in French, but because it must be awful if you're predicted like all A's or something like that. Yeah. And they, and and they, they go, go, no, no thanks. No. This well, is no, a personality thing. <laughs> yeah. But this is it. Unless you were predicted all A's, it yeah. was going to be a no from the school. I was coming up from a rural comprehensive. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't. It was before it's the time. It's a class where, thing. Yeah. But yes. it was also before the time. I think now there's joyfully and good news quotas to fill and an eye on diversity and mm-hmm. inclusion, yeah, yeah. whereas it wasn't in yeah. Yeah. 2001. Oh, I'm so old. Um, um, <laughs> so in the end, I... Ended up at LSE a year before my friend, who I was copying, who took a gap year. Um, and I have this absolute surety, even though it's based on nothing, that um, because I absolutely everybody in my life now, including obviously via those consequences, my son, <laughs> you know, all my friends, apart from the few left from school, they're all as a consequence of the halls I was in as soon as I got to London the first house I lived in, the next house I lived in, the first job I got, the first side hustle job I got when I was at uni. I met my son's dad when I was 19. Like, all those ripples went on to create the life I have now. Whereas in my mind, I felt completely sure that if I'd gone to Bristol, I'd be a lawyer now. Mm. Really? Yeah. I know what you mean. I just don't think if I hadn't been in London, I'd have had, at that time, what felt like a life where I could go, I'm going to finish the degree. It is interesting. and But now, even though I've finished that whole degree on a thing, I'm going to see what else yeah. there is option-wise. Mm. I felt so grown up by the time it was all over and happy living with a group of friends. And I'd had I'd, I'd worked in a coffee shop that by the time I graduated, I offered if I wanted to have a full-time job there managing it, like I think it was like 13 grand or something. Mm. But I was like, yep, that would cover my shared rent at the time. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, can you imagine trying to live in London on 13 grand? But anyway, like, you just, I was fell just like, into oh, this. I can, yeah. I love this whole life. And I've already fallen in love with South East London by then. I was like, mm, yeah. And that's just so bizarre that I feel completely confident that I'd be, a, I'd have gone, okay, I'll, I'll be a 
yeah. be a barrister. Then. It was like the, you fell into the current of that yeah. life and it you just sort of meandered along Whereas with it. I, I just think, because actually it's not that wildly different if you're a barrister like you're self-employed. It's really competitive if you want to do one of the most interesting parts of it, like, you know. So I just think I'd have gone down that road. Oh, yeah, you'd have no, been no, a very funny barrister though, wouldn't you? Yes. Oh, I don't know. It I would have been know. a laugh to see. A very emotional barrister, I think. So that might have been funny for the wrong reasons. Yeah, yeah. that would that's a tricky thing to do. Yeah. Is that you have to kind You're of just... not allowed to sort of constantly bring up your healing traumas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You are as a comic. You're not meant to <laughs> explore this. But that, Do you know something my dad it? said to me as a child? <laughs> <laughs> Your Honour. <laughs> Um, where can people uh, locate you if they wanted to locate you? Yeah. At social media. Uh, That's my hashtag. How are you, um, how are you spelling that? <laughs> <laughs> At Jessica Foster on everything. On everything? Well, I'm not on TikTok. I'm 40 this year. Um, uh, healthy Instagram choices. Healthy choices. Anything you want to plug? My podcast. Please may you listen to my podcast, Hoovering. It's all about eating. Um, and Sturdy Girls? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. No worries. No worries. I got you. I've got you. a series on Radio 4 that's on BBC Sounds called Sturdy Girl Club. Um, and it's all about weightlifting, which sounds so niche, but um, it is, I've gone, I've put in an extraordinary amount of effort to make it accessible to anyone, regardless of whether you're interested in weightlifting, and to make it funny, not just Radio 4 funny. It's very funny. It's oh, very thanks. good. Recommend it. Recommend. Thanks. Highly. Big, re- big recommend for Thanks. Both. Yeah. Thanks so much, Jess. Thanks for having me. Goodbye. Jess Foster Gear, everybody. Jess Foster Gear. Fantastic stuff. Yeah, really good. Really Really good. good. We've got like a bunch of stories there. We've not had a machete story yet, so that was thrilling. Yeah. And Mm. I mean, I don't know if we should be hoping for more machete stories. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Go out and buy machetes, guys. This podcast is sponsored by machetes. By machetes. Mm. Um, so please, guys, uh, what what do we want them to do? Sign up to our Patreon. Sign up to our you Patreon. Ad free content. Ad free, longer episodes and extra bonus videos. Live footage of us speaking. Not live footage. It's not live. It's never live. <laughs> it's not live. We're not Don't there the up. whole time. But um, it is. Uh, yeah, we've started doing this extra bit where it's called. Um, what made you cringe? Yes. And the cringes are cringy. They are good. <laughs> yeah, they are good. Um, so you get some extra, lovely extras there. We're appreciating all of your messages. Thank you so much for uh, emailing. Oh, we've and got some lovely messages. nice things. Yeah, yeah, real nice. Thanks us love. Keep, loved. keep rating us. Keep rating us online. Yes. We've had some more ratings. Good I ones. Rate, really us, good. rate us highly, please. Don't rate us. Guys, low. please keep rating us. It really, um, it really makes a difference because it makes us uh, higher in the in the suggestions and stuff. And it makes us feel good. And it makes us come. And it makes us come. So, and we love to come. <laughs> we love to come. Throw us a quick come. Why wouldn't you want that? Chuck us a come, mate. Um, yeah. So <laughs> do that. Uh, come. Come see us live. Come see us live. Come see us live. Um, come see us live. I have a, a preview coming up that I want people live to come Live see us come. Sorry, Get ready on. for this. I want people to come to this because people will be coming to like, you know when people like from your agency come to see it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and you're like, this will be the worst one. For oh, for sure. Because sure, it yeah. always is. It always is. You're, you're, people will come and they're like, is that what you? It's like when you've been doing a thing and then you go, oh my God, come and look at this. Come yeah. see this. Come yeah. see this. So that's on the 29th of May, which is a... 
bank holiday Monday. Oh, lovely. And it's a lovely 5, 5 p.m. show. Where? At the Bill Murray. At the Bill Murray. A Which is just, it's going to be a lovely time yeah. if people uh, come. If you come. If you come, please. Yeah. So come to that. Big come fest. Any, a big come fest. Anything you want to plug? Why are we so into come this, this day? Yeah, I don't know. It's mm. just happened. Something in the water. Probably come. Um, um, I don't think I've got anything. I'm, I'm, I'm always around, thinking about. Okay, you know how it is. So that, and uh, yeah, that's it. I think. Love you. Thank you so much. We love you. We love you so much. And we will. No, you You, will hear us next time. Thank you for listening to Thank Fuck for That. It was hosted by Mickey Overman and Sarah Keyworth, and produced by Lucas Jeffco, with music from Ben Kavanagh. 